Welcome back to Queen of the Moon's podcast. I am Ronika Jade. Ooh, it has been a long week. Um, yeah, I know that last episode probably wasn't the best, so I do apologize, but I did want to just get something out. <clears throat> I almost didn't record anything for this week, but I was like, no. You have to be consistent. Let's do this. So I typed it up, figured out what I was going to do, typed it up real quick. Which actually didn't take long, because I know this movie like the back of my hand, and I love this movie. Um, yeah, uh, so let's go ahead and get into it. The movie I am covering today is Your Next. Uh, it's been out since 2011. Uh, if you haven't seen it, stop, go watch it, come back and listen. If not, we're just going to keep on going. Um, So, spoiler alert. So, opening scene, right, opens with a couple, and I use that word very lightly when it comes to this. They're having sex. Names are Tali and Eric. The only reason why I say I use the term couple lightly is because you can tell she's not enjoying herself, like, whatsoever. She is just like, ugh, roll her eyes. It's a little cringy, but uh, there's a significant age difference, which really doesn't make any difference because, uh, I mean, she's of age, so it doesn't really matter, but I got the impression that I was probably like a student and a teacher, but I'm not 100% sure because it's not like they go that deep into who they are. It doesn't really matter. But once they finish, uh, Eric goes and takes a shower. She walks around the house. Listen, there is a lot of glass, a lot of windows in this house. And ever since I've seen the movie Glass House, I hate a lot of windows in the house. It just makes me feel so unsafe, so uncomfortable. And then they're surrounded by woods, which makes it worse. But anyway, motion sensor lights come on. She opens one of the doors, doesn't see anything, closes it back. Okay. My first problem. Why aren't you more worried that the motion sensor lights came on? What's out there? I'm not saying go check it out. But I would be a little bit more worried of why the motion sensor lights came on. Because... Keyword motion sensor. Um, but anyway, she is like, ah, whatever, and then turns the music on. Uh, <clears throat> Eric gets out the shower. When he gets out, goes into the bedroom. He sees a message written in blood, which says, "You're next." And then he sees, uh, Talia dead right beyond. The, like right through the, the blood and the message or whatever so he sees her body laying on the ground and then Eric is attacked and killed by um, an intruder wearing a land mask with a machete so title card wonder what it's called you're next 
written in blood. Um, you meet some of the main characters, Aaron and her boyfriend Crispin. They are headed to like a little family reunion at his parents' vacation home in rural Missouri. Only reason you know it's his family home is because they talk about it in the car. Um, they have their little conversation. Blah 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 blah. Cut to Crispin's parents, Aubrey and Paul. They've arrived at the house already. They're getting things together, unloading the car. Aubrey is inside, Paul is outside. Aubrey hears footsteps from upstairs. Instead of checking it out, like most dumb people in movies, she gets the hell out of Dodge. Okay? She gets out of there. She ain't go check it out. Like I said, she get up out of there. Okay? Uh, tells her husband, tells Paul, she heard something from coming upstairs. And they need to leave. Okay? You remember that. Instead of him calling the police and letting them know, hey, my wife heard footsteps coming from inside the house. We're going to uh, leave. If y'all could come out and check it out, let me know if it's all clear. Then we'll come back. No, he don't do that. He goes upstairs to check it out. Then there's a little jump scare. Hand comes on his shoulder. It's Crispin. Um, they go back downstairs. Nothing uh, to worry about. It's uh, the mama just tripping, right? Or is she? Because then there's a shot of uh, blackness in a door, and then the door opens a little bit more. It's a little creepy. Um, they go back outside. Crispin's older brother and wife, Drake and Kelly, arrive as well as his younger siblings, Amy and Felix, with their partners, Z and Tariq. Uh, Z is the girlfriend of Felix. Tariq is the boyfriend of Amy. Uh, the next morning, Crispin comes downstairs. Aaron is talking to Drake and Kevin. Aaron eventually leaves, um, goes into the kitchen with Aubrey, that's the mom, and asks if she could be of any help. Aubrey says, no, but you know what? Go to the neighbor's house and get some sugar. She's like, okay. So, cuts to Crispin Drake and Paul outside. Forgot what they're doing. I think they're like chopping wood or something. I can't remember. But Drake is very like passive aggressive towards Crispin, and Crispin's just like, I mean, if you got something to say, just say it. And Paul is just standing there like, oh, guys. Aaron comes out. Christian's like, where are you going? And uh, Aaron's like, your mom sent me to get sugar at the neighbor's house. Christian's like, what? And she's like, oh, I'm just going to go. And then makes like, the, you know, when people are like, I'm watching you with the two fingers. They do that. And then like, uh, Drake makes fun of them or whatever. But no, no. Um, Aaron gets to the, um, to the to Eric's house and music is still blaring. Knocks on the door, no answer. She leaves. Go back to the house. Uh, they're at dinner now. During this dinner, you get to like really see the personality of everybody and how they interact. Um, Drake, a serious asshole. He's so irritating. He's very passive aggressive. Passive aggressive. He's super antagonistic. 
to his siblings and their partners. But it's like, they either don't care, or it just goes over their head. I don't know. It doesn't really matter. But Aaron seems a little naive, which is proven to actually not be the case. And you'll know later on when we talk about it. Um, Drake is talking to Amy and Tariq about what Tariq does. <clears throat> he kind of makes fun of Tariq, saying like he's not... Because Tariq says he's not a, he Tariq says he's a filmmaker. But because Drake is like, oh, have we seen anything that you've done in commercials? Or, he's like, no, no. I've, he's done one film, um, and it was at a, a like a film festival or whatever. So pretty much, it's just like because he ain't never. He doesn't have like all these films and under his belt, or because he ain't never seen whatever Tariq has done, means that he's not accomplished. Or, like, oh, can you really call yourself a filmmaker? He's pro- he's more of an indie documentary filmmaker, though. But it, we, we move on from that. And Drake and Crispin get into like this argument about whether it's appropriate or not. Um, that Crispin is my aunt. Now, Aaron um, talks about how she was Crispin's student at one point, but they did not start dating. No, no, no. Aaron was Crispin's TA. That's what it is. She was his TA, and she quit being his TA because they started dating because it was inappropriate. And then, um, Drake and something and Chris was like, what you say? You got something to say, just say it. Chris was said, I'm with his kids. Um, but a little argument is soon. Drake says that Chris was jealous of him. Chris was like, what is there to be jealous of? Um, but during this, Tariq, uh, look, it, like, sees something in the window and he gets up to check it out. And you kind of hear, like, glass shatter. Aaron sees the glass. But then everybody else looks up. This is as, like, Crispin is talking. Everybody looks up to see Tariq. And then he, like, he kind of turns and then falls. And there's an arrow in his head. And everybody, like, screams. And he's panicking. Drake gets shot. uh, Drake gets shot in the back with an arrow. Um... Everybody's just panicking. Um, Aaron is the only one that stays calm and goes into like combat mode, man. It was amazing. She gets control of everybody, tells everybody to get down. Um, someone's trying to call out the sick, there's a signal. Felix is like, Felix and Z are on the other side of the room already where this door and stairs are. And it's like, it's probably a cell phone jammer. And Drake is like, you, you suck. He's like, what are you talking about? I'm just trying to help. But mind you, like I said, Drake got shot in the back of the air, so he's like, I don't like faith. Um, Aaron gets everyone in these chairs to protect themselves to, so they're able to get across the room safely um, and closer to the door. So everybody gets over there. Um, they're trying to figure out what's going on. They're... Um, trying to get the arrow out of Drake's back and arrows and Aaron is like, stop. No. Leave it. Do not pull it out. 
because that's like the worst thing you could do when it comes to the arrow because when you best it like if it comes through the other side, the best thing to do is just pull it out from from the exit point. Because if you pull it out of the entry point, because of how an arrow is set up, it would do more damage going out that way. But um so she just like leave it in there. It's best to leave it, put pressure around it. Um, give him pain meds. Don't remember what they gave him, but they gave him something to wear. He's either like in serious shock or it's just a whole bunch of drilling kicking in for him because eventually he's fine. Um after that they're trying to figure out what to do. They're like, somebody needs to make a run for it. And then they're arguing over who's the fastest. Drake over here talking about he's the fastest. My guy. You have an arrow in your back. Where do you think you go? So Kristen's like, I'm the fastest. You have an arrow in your back. Come on. Blah, blah, blah. Amy is over there crying. Y'all don't ever believe in me. Why don't y'all ever think I could do it? Oh my god, this is not the time. But whatever. They, um... They say, fine, Amy, you could go. So she's happy about that. So what they decide to do is she'll start running, and they'll open the door at the last minute so she has a better chance of getting away because they wouldn't be expecting it. Okay. Um, so she gets her running start. Last minute, they open the door. Boom, she gets hit in the neck. And they see it's a garage wire. Whoa. Super smart. She bleeding out. Whatever. Um, not gonna lie. When I first saw this movie and I saw that it took me off guard, I started laughing. Uh, I don't know if that says anything about me. I don't think so. It's just a movie. But it was funny when you see it. Uh, but Aaron goes off searching for weapons. She's in the kitchen. Like I said, that's where she searches for weapons. Obviously, they would be in the kitchen. She's closing and locking the windows. While she's doing that, one the tiger mask smashes through one of the windows, grabs her hair, and then she stabs him in the arm with a knife. But as she's looking for another weapon to finish him off, he escapes. Cut back to everybody at the door. Amy dies. Aubrey's a mess, as she is, as she should be, as her baby girl, um, and she's dead. So Paul takes her upstairs and puts her to bed. This baffles the life out of me, because people is clearly trying to kill you, whether you know how many there are or not. Somebody just killed Tariq. They put a wire in front of the door. Which caused Amy to die. And your wife told you. The day y'all got there. Or the night y'all got there. She heard steps. Upstairs. But you're going to put her in a room. By herself. Okay. Well. Yeah. I I, I like having no words. It's, it's still baffles me. Um, needless to say, Aubrey's killed. Um, 
wolf mask is under her bed. He comes out, hits her in the face with a machete. Okay. Everyone hears her scream, and then there's a thud. They go upstairs. Aubrey's dead with a machete in her, face, in her head. Words, you're next, written in her blood. Everybody goes back downstairs. Kelly stays behind, looks under the bed. Wolf mask, like, shows his himself. Kelly screams, runs out the house, but doesn't see Land Mask. She doesn't see that she passes right by Land Mask. He follows her. Drake tries to follow, but hits the edge of the um, arrow on the wire, which hurt. He pulls the arrow out and faints. Who knows how much damage he just caused to the back of his body because he pulled it out like that. Like when I, he ripped it out. Um, Drake is pulled back inside and they try to make a plan. Kristen volunteers to try to make it far enough to call for help. They agree. Kristen takes a knife, cuts the wire, and leaves the house. So, in my head, I'm thinking, okay, maybe he's like, well, Kelly just ran out the house. We don't know how many there are. Kelly ran out, so they probably followed her. So, this gives me an opportunity to try and make a run for it myself. And make it far enough to where the cell drainer does not work. And... I could call. Okay, fine. Um, cut back to Kelly. She ends up at Eric's house and she sees him and she's like, and the music is still going, by the way. And she's like, why is he not answering the door? It's like, okay, he probably can't hear me because of the music. Nah, girl. But Kelly sees the land mask through the um, uh, reflection of the window. And she turns around and he punches her. <laughs> she breaks the glass. I don't know how in the world getting punched made her break the glass. But that was kind of funny. And she's crawling. Lamb is just, Lamb Mask is just casually walking behind her. Because it's like, girl. Oh, oh. Like, because it's like, dog, you can kill whatever she like playing. You know what I'm saying? So she's crawling. She walks behind her. She gets far enough to see that Eric is dead and she's like, Oh my god. And then she takes the machete. Oh no, he takes the axe to her head. And then Landmass sits down beside Eric's dead body. I guess because he's just so tired. Whatever. Back at the house, after Kristen has left, while everyone else is in the foyer, which is by the steps, by the door. I don't know if it's actually called a foyer, but um, that's what I call it. Erin is attacked while trying to booby trap. Um, She's attacked by the tiger mask with an axe, but is able to get the upper hand, smashes his skull in with a meat tenderizer, like, goes in on his head until, like, brain matter. Like, he's not moving, and she's still going. And brain matter is, like, that's, she goes until she sees brains. And Z and Felix are just watching her. Like, oh, my God. This girl is crazy. But is she, though? Not really. Um, blah, blah, blah. Paul 
the dad finds ends up finding sleeping bags and food wrappers, which tells him these people have been in the house for a while. Paul finds Felix and Z to uh, explain it to them. Wolf Mash shows up and solicits the with a machete. And Z and uh, Felix are just sitting there and watched it. And then Paul like tries to touch Felix and he's just like, uh, get off me. It's like, dang dog, that's your dad. But uh it's revealed. Oh my god. Felix and Z are behind this whole thing. They hired the um the killers. They hired the assailants to kill the family so they could collect their inheritance. Well, Felix inherited. Because of course he doesn't want to split it. What, four ways? It's four to me. Felix, Amy, Drake, Crispin. Yeah. He didn't want to split it four ways. Um, Lamb finds Tiger um, and flips the dinner table over. You find out that Lamb and Tiger are brothers. Um, he also finds Drake. He was either hiding or they hid him. I can't really remember. But um, he finds Drake. But he leaves after being stabbed with a screwdriver by Aaron. Um, Felix and Z come back downstairs. Um, Aaron's like, where your daddy at? And they're like, oh, he's upstairs resting. It's like, mm, okay, I guess because he's a mess after his wife is killed. and then After his daughter and wife is killed, I guess. Um, Aaron is making... Uh, Shows them how to make these uh, nail boards. Just like bang the nails in them, put them at the entrances. While setting up the trap, Z tries to kill Aaron with one of the boards, but then Aaron turns around so she has to put it down. But she asks Aaron, like, how does she know all of this? Like, it's weird. And that's where you find out Aaron grew up in a survivalist camp compound. So that's pretty much how she learned combat and, combat and survival skills. That's all she says. I grew up in, I had a weird childhood. I grew up in a survivalist camp. Okay. I guess good enough for me. While all of that's going on, Felix meets Drake in the basement. And Felix kills Drake out of pity, I guess. But he stabs them, like, with, like, seven screwdrivers. He's like, why don't you just die? This is already hard enough for me. Oh, yeah. I bet it is. Drake's dead. Awesome. Um, upstairs, Aaron finds Paul's body. Out the corner of her eye, she sees Wolf Mask. She throws a meat tenderizer, misses, and jumps out the window. Like a dream. My God. Um, she gets far enough away. To where she can um, tend to her wound, she pulls a, a long, and I mean long, shard of glass out of her leg and just wraps it. I'm like, dang, girl, okay. Yeah, you could tell that she definitely learned, like she said, a survivalist time. She learned how to survive because death breaks. She noticed Lamb Mask. She notices Lamb Mask before he could shoot her with the arrow. And then she runs back to the house. 
landmass gets back to the house. But he's actually smart this time. Looks in the window. Sees the one of the nail boards. And when he comes in, he doesn't notice that there's a second one closer to the window. So he steps on it. And he's like yelling in pain. Aaron is hiding in one of the other uh, curtains for the windows. And she overhears Felix, Z, Wolf, and Lamb um, arguing. Um, and that this is where it reveals that Lamb and Tiger were brothers. And so, you know, Felix is like, damn, Aaron really effed him up. And then Lamb is like, what you just saying? Like, it's like, ooh, about to beat him up or something, I guess. And then Felix is like, wait, wait, wait. He's like, I'll, I'll give you your brother's cup. Um, anyway, Aaron's cell phone beeps, indicating the 911 text. Oh, yeah, she sent a 911 text earlier in the week. Um, but her phone starts beeping, which that's saying that the message was sent. And so the jammer that Felix talked about in the beginning of the movie, it was his, if you didn't guess, because it's like, how random. Like, why would you just think of that? Oh, they must be using a cell phone jammer. Suspicious. He turned it off. It was in his car. It was his. Um, which is why I went through. Um, oh, wait, no. Did he turn it off already? It doesn't matter. It went through. And everybody except for the lamb goes outside to, like, figure out where she is. Um, Aaron is able to ambush the lamb. Um, and kill him by stabbing him in the head. And then I'm pretty sure Felix shoots her with an arrow. Like it like nicks her or something like that because he's outside. Um, but anyway, knowing she can't outrun Wolf Mask with her leg, she sets a trap at the front door with an axe to fall and kill anyone who opens it. But Wolf Mask comes through the window, which causes Aaron to go to the basement. So while she's there, she smashes all the light bulbs, sets up a camera um, to just keep taking pictures with the flash on, which it works because it like, um, it distracts him so he can't see. Um, and she kills him and cracks his skull with the log that she found down there. Um, like I said, he did manage to shoot her earlier after she killed Landmask. Um, so that happens. Aaron ends up in the kitchen. And then Z and Felix get, Z gets there. And then, uh, she starts fighting with Z. She has Z in the headlock. Felix comes in there and she grabs this pot and throws the contents on Felix, which she, well, earlier in the movie, when she was in the kitchen, she turned it on, so that's why she threw it on him, because she thought, because she turned it on earlier, and she thought it would be hot, so she had already planned to use that, I forgot to mention that, but yeah, she, earlier in the movie, when, after she, before she was attacked in the kitchen, um, she had turned that pot on, like on high, so it would be 
super hot so she could use it later. So someone must have went in the kitchen and turned it off. But she throws it on Felix. And he's like, it's not even hot, don't it. And then he slips. And then she go and then she hits Z with the pot or hits Felix with the pot. It's just a whole fight breaks out. Uh, as she is choking Z, Felix manages, manages to stab her in the back with a knife. And she's like, ah! And then Z drops to the ground from getting choked. And um, then she takes a blender, smashes Felix in the head with it. And then, like, as the little blade, she just, was it, crushes it. She stabs him in the head with the blender, and then she plugs it in. Yo, she's a gangster. It was gnarly. Like, it was just blending his brain. I don't even know how that would work, though, considering the head is pretty hard, but it doesn't really matter. It was amazing. Um, she then pulls the knife out of her back, does a little cool little flip-flip, and stabs you in the top of the head. It was awesome. Aaron's a badass. Um... She slides down on the floor next to Z and uh, Felix's dead body. Because she tired. She did a lot. She's like, oof. Good God, I'm like, I did a lot of killing today. Then Felix's phone rings. She answers. She don't say a word, which is smart. She don't say nothing. Oh, my God. It's Crispin. We forgot about him. No, we didn't. Because he left a long time ago. Turns out, Crispin is part of the whole thing, too. Oh, my God. I'm so surprised. He pretty much unknowingly confesses everything to Aaron, thinking he's talking to Felix. You know, like I said, Aaron stays quiet. Crispin's just like couldn't stay in there. He's like, is everything done? Is everybody dead? What's going on? I don't hear, what's going on? You haven't called me. What's going on? I, I'm sorry. You know, I know you're mad at me. I couldn't stay in there for all of that. I just couldn't. And Aaron's just like, wow. But she still stays quiet. And so, he's like, I'm coming inside. So, instead of coming through the front door, he comes in through a window. And Aaron is just standing there in the, in one of the, um, whatever, the doorway, a doorway, I think it's to the kitchen, with the, uh, phone in her hand, and he sees her, and he's just like, oh, no. um, <laughs> so he tries to, like, explain everything, he tries to, be like, oh, you know, we were having money problems, it was for us. He's like, you never would have been harmed had you not went all like G.I. Jane and started killing everybody. He didn't say G.I. Jane, I don't think, I just made that up. But he pretty much is like, had you not started acting all weird, you wouldn't have been unharmed. And, you, you know, if you were acting like a normal person, you would have not been touched. And she's just quiet. And he's like, okay, uh... This money is for us now. Well, everybody's dead, and I'll be the sole inheritor, you know. And we'll have we can go on that vacation. I can maybe get you a ring. And she's like, again, she's just standing there. I think a tear does roll down her face, and he's like, 
just trying to manipulate her. And I'm like, dog, she didn't kill these people. Do you really think what you're saying is gone? Like, she killed them with no problem. I think that he was trying to play on the fact that she loved him. But I think he, he banked on that way too much because, dog, he tried to kill her. You almost got her killed. And so, and he's walking closer and closer to her. I don't know why he's doing it. But, uh, she just takes the knife and stabs him in the neck. And then he dies. And then Aaron is shot by a cop that just witnessed it. She's still alive, though. He calls for backup. Because he's like, what in the world is happening? He goes to the front door. And she's like, no! But he doesn't hear her. Open the front door. He gets an axe to the face. That's the only reason. Holy crap. Whole bunch of stuff. Aaron killed majority of the people. Everybody dies except for her. That's crazy. Because who all does she? She kills all the assailants. So it's three of them. And then she killed Z, Felix, and Kristen. That's six people that she killed by herself with no help. Like, nobody did Nobody really did anything to help her. She did everything while everybody else was panicking or was working against her. It was like it's such I, I don't want to say like empowering but it is because Erin's a woman and she's badass and that was part like why I really love this movie but um I feel like this movie is super underrated like, oh my goodness it's so good but you don't really hear a lot of people talking about it you didn't hear it people talking about it when it came out but I love this movie definitely like in my top 10 if I had to rate it I would give it like a solid 8 like for sure 8 out of 10 um the kills were creative I mean the blender to the head right right and then turned it on that was gangster um and also like like I mentioned before Aaron is badass. And I just love that she, I mean, she was a leading woman. She was not a damsel. She wasn't waiting on a man to rescue her. She wasn't waiting on not one of them men to come up with a plan. She had a plan in her head, and she was going to achieve it. And she did. She got cut up, of course. I mean, you gonna get, you going to get a little bloody. But she was take charge, and she got control of every situation she was put in. Whether that was controlling everybody else that was panicking, or controlling a fight that she might have, like, could have started losing or whatever. She always was able to, to turn around and, and get the kill. Um, when it comes to who is involved... I wasn't surprised about Felix. I mean, one, look at his girlfriend. She's weird. Uh, she looks like someone. Like, in the movie, there's a point where she wants 
him to have sex right like on the bed that his dead mother is on and she and he's like are you crazy I'm not doing that weirdo like oh okay you think that's weird but yet you are in a relationship with her like she probably would lick the blood of her mother if she could she looks like one of those people but you can like especially once he said something about the cell phone jammer that solidified it for me i was like oh good you're a part of this crispin was like a because it was like i could see him being a part of this but then i was like mm, i don't know but once he again volunteered to run um and get help and then you didn't hear from him again, you didn't see him get killed, I knew this was part of it. So I was, I was like, okay, yeah, he, he's definitely a part of this. Um, like I said, Aaron is a savage. Um, another um, stereotype I like that, you know, that she broke, that I like is the fact that, you know, when a female does like, get the upper hand to kill someone. They don't, like, double tap to make sure they're dead. They just are like, okay, that's over, and then throw their weapon on the gun. No. Keep going until you see organs. Come on, now. Don't just stop at once. Erin kept going until she saw brain mass. It didn't matter that that person stopped moving. It didn't matter that she got them on the ground. She kept going until she saw brain. For two of them. The meat tenderizer one and then the log. Well, I don't know if she could see because it was dark, but she kept going until she heard bone cracking. Okay? And that's how you do it. Like, I mean, with the kitchen one, she was like, that ain't happening again. I stabbed you to get you off of it. I ain't had nothing else to get you. That's why she had to look for something else. But heck yeah. And she's like, I'm not I'm not someone that needs to be saved. I can save myself. Like when she threw the she saw see that's the thing. Sometimes in movies I'm like, how do you not see them? They're right there. You have a peripheral. She's like, Oh, I'm very aware. I'm gonna let you think I don't see you. That's why she she's like, I'm gonna throw it. I missed, but I'm gonna go out the window because you ain't about to get me. And that's what <laughs> whenever I see a movie, I, I always say this. I'm like, why don't you just go out the window? Jump out the window. You may get a little boo-boo, but you ain't dead. They gonna have to work to get me. Okay? You gonna have to put in work to earn this body count. And that's what Aaron said. You're going to have to put in work to get me. Because I ain't going down easily. Even with a shard in my leg, you ain't coming. To get, you ain't going to get me easily. Um, But she don't only double tap. She triple trap, triple tap, quadruple, centuple, whatever. And I love it. I love it. Um, Like I said, solid 8 out of 10. I can watch this anytime. Definitely one of those movies where I can watch them anytime. Um, so yeah, that was your next. If you haven't seen it, please go see it. It's so good, so so underrated. 
Um, good, good movie. Bloody. <laughs> it's great. Uh, the lead actress is really good in it. Another movie you can see her in is Step Up 3? 3D. Yeah, Step Up 3. She's a Step Up 3. But yeah, um, that's this week's episode. I'm not really sure what I'm going to be doing next week. It might... I'm not sure yet. I'll figure it out, and uh, you'll find out uh, when it comes out on Monday. Um, yeah. Thank you for tuning in, um, and I'll catch you next week. I'm Ronika Jade, and this is Queen of the Movies Podcast.